Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bowes. In this episode, we continue our cinematic exploration of your favorite hero and mine, Amitabh Bachchan, by filling in two years we missed in this ongoing series, puzzlingly enough, 1985 and 1989. First up, after being separated from his parents at birth, the Big B, along with his trusty animal sidekicks, must rescue his long-lost father from a life of slavery in Manamohan Desai's 1985 blockbuster, Mard. Then Bachchan plays two twin brothers separated at birth, one growing up to be a crossbow-wielding vigilante, while the other one becomes a magician, note, stage magician, naturally, in Ketan Desai's 1989 actioner, Tufan. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home to First Nations and Métis people. Matt, we are returning to uh, your favorite topic on this show. I think this is your favorite series that we do. Yeah, what's yours? Um, November. Yeah, November. Yeah, okay, you can only do that once a year when I can do my botchons whenever I want. <laughs> yes. So this is the, the seventh episode we've released in this series. In we our covered... increasingly elaborate <laughs> and labyrinthine series of one botchon movie for every year of his uh, career. Yes. So we managed to cover 71 to 84, and then we missed 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, quite a chunk. Mm -hmm. um, though that kind of aligns with his political career. And then we've done 90 and 91. But we are always we are always looking for movies for especially for um, films from the, the 70s and 80s with kind of good transfers and good subtitles. We're always on the lookout to kind of fill in those gaps. It would have been impossible to do this series in sequential order, just based on the way that the yeah. movies move in and out of, uh, like, rights holding issues with different uh, places. Mm -hmm. And we were able to find four films on Z5 to help us fill in some of these gaps. Yeah. However... <laughs> some of them ended up, they started with subs, and then they didn't have subs. It's very frustrating. We're not too sure. Uh, yeah, we when we went to watch them, two of them, uh, we discovered we couldn't understand. We couldn't understand them. They didn't yeah. have subtitles. And I checked these like a month ago, and they did have subs at the time. So I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah. That However, was, that was Akri Rasta from 1986 and Sean Shaw from 1988. Mm -hmm. uh, I was really looking forward to seeing Akri Rasta too because yeah. I really want to do an episode on films from 1986 because that's the year that you and I were born. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Could be a crossover with this series. Like, we'll yeah. eventually get there. And 87, apparently, he didn't do a movie if Wikipedia is to be believed. Yeah, I think just cameos. Yeah. And for those of you paying attention at home, we've never been able to do his first movie, Sat Hindustani, in 1969. Because we've never seen even a really good transfer at all. But It's on Z5. Definitely not one with subs. Yeah, it's on Z5 last I checked. Maybe, if you ever find one, let us know. Maybe it has subs now because uh, I checked Cooley when we were kind of sitting down to do this episode and it now has subs and that was a film we had intended to do yeah. uh, that we couldn't find subs for and now it has subs. So it's just, it's one of those things um, with, you know, being... Uh, being Bollywood film fans who don't speak Hindi, yeah. um, you know, with being in in Canada, uh, you know, you your access sometimes to to these films it's really it's really hit and miss and it changes and so you have to you have to watch them when you see them. Yeah, you got to pick them up. <laughs> 
instantly because yeah you never know when you're gonna get it so we'll do another we'll do 86 probably on its own at some point and then 88 well i yeah i I, maybe we'll do 86 and 88 but like after that the 90s seem to be a bit more consistent and mm -hmm. 2000s there's tons it's just it looks like 80s movies maybe there's some rights issues and he didn't make that many Mm -hmm. so um we have to savor the ones we can find but I think we're really excited to to talk about both of these films. These are both pretty entertaining movies. Yes, um, and I'm I'm glad you know again like this this series we do our best to have it go somewhat chronological, but we're we're taking a step back yeah. before we move we move into the '90s, and and as we as we said, unfortunately, there's still some years we're missing, but. Hopefully. Really, only eighty six and eighty nine. Like after that, yeah. the '80s are done, and then we'll be into the '90s. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Anything, anything you want to say before we get into it? I wasn't a huge fan of the '90s films. Uh, oh right, yeah, that was um, Hum. And yeah, was it was it was Hum and Agnipath. I wasn't. Agnipath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't a huge fan of those. Uh, also, I'll tell you, Matt, it wasn't a year ago that that episode came out. That was the last time we did one? Yeah. <sighs> I would do this every week if we could. If we had a, a, like a separate podcast that was just watching Amitabh Bachchan movies, I would do it. It's a good idea. It is a good idea. And if you're like a podcaster who speaks Hindi, probably a pretty good niche to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like... I think like trying to see his entire filmography is that would be impossible. Ultimately, the goal, but it, it is impossible. But at least for us, but. yeah. And there's still a number of classic ones that you know, like Dwar. That again, mm-hmm. there's there's still lots of gaps to fill in. But that's one of the exciting things about doing this show is we're always we're always getting to discover things. And yeah, if you're wondering like why didn't they watch Dwar or why didn't they watch Zanjir and like. Those sort of things. It's because we couldn't get access to them. Yeah. And at the time, you know, we were able to fill a year and we'd love to go back and do like angry young man stuff. We're into like angry middle-aged man, <laughs> even though he's still pretending to be pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's always, there's always opportunities to, we can, we can watch Amitabh Bachchan films outside of this series. There's always opportunities. And we do all the time. To go back, <laughs> especially modern ones. Yeah. Um, there's always opportunities to go back and... And fill in those gaps, and I think you know that's one of the that's one of the great things about I, I think being a cinephile mm-hmm. is you know there's you, so much for you to find in the past. There is so there are so many movies out there um, from so many different film cultures. You know, it's mm-hmm. just you know how could you ever get bored? Exactly, and I certainly was not bored with <laughs> Mard. <laughs> Neither of these. There's a mile a minute. <laughs> Uh, so Mard means man. It came out in Does it ever. 1985. This is an extremely masculine film. It's directed by Manmohan Desai, and it stars Amitabh Bachchan, of course, Amrita Singh, Dara Singh, Nirpa Roy, Prem Chopra, and Kamal Kapoor. It was the second highest grossing film of 1985, and Amitabh Bachchan was nominated for Best Actor at the Filmfare Awards. Matt, do you do you want to set up the plot of this film for us? Oh boy. Okay, so the first twenty minutes of this film, if you were to make it today, it would be like a nine episode TV series, right? Yeah. It's so over the top. It starts off immediately with British guys like looting a castle, and I think we're given to believe that this is during the Second World War because later on, like uh, mm. British troops in Burma are mentioned, mm-hmm. but like. 
this is one of those movies like Veer. Yeah. Where, like, the um, continuity of time kind of goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, these British troops, uh, helped by uh, an Indian guy, are looting a castle, and then they also murder, like, a bunch of civilians just to show that, yeah, these are real evil assholes. And uh, the guys are trying to get away in a plane, but uh, this pretty cool dude, who also turns out to be the king, Dara Singh rocks up, uh, you know, Tommy gun in hand, blasting away uh, British guys, uh, eventually lassoing the plane and bringing it down. (laughs) He's like Paul Bunyan, (laughs) able to bring down a tornado Um, and, you know, getting revenge. And essentially, British High Command is like, we got to get rid of this guy. So he has to go on the run, uh, and his doctor uh, betrays him. Mm -hmm. And his doctor um, essentially gives him a knockout drug while ostensibly fixing his... But who uh, tries to warn him, Matt? His horse. His horse! His trusty horse, uh, Bahadur. Badal. Well, Badal is what they call him later. Bahadur is what he's called when the king owns him. Yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, again, this is all in the first 20 minutes. The king of this small kingdom is taken in by the British, and they're about to draw and quarter him when uh, the woman... Helen. Yeah, Lady Helen, who I guess is probably the governor's wife. This isn't really clear. We never see the governor. (laughs) Uh, But she says, no. She's played by uh, Helena Luke. Yeah, uh, so he is instead becomes a slave. Um, before that, though, his wife gives birth, and uh, in a pretty exciting sequence where the baby does not care at all about this, uh, the the king father carves the word marred into this kid's chest. He brands him, yeah. He doesn't brand him. He carves it in with a knife. Is that not like a kind of branding? Uh, I don't think so. Branding would be with like a hot thing. Yeah, I thought you could also, like, whatever. Maybe. Anyway, he carves the word... Someone someone asked Pete Davidson. He knows. He carves the word man into this baby's chest, and the baby laughs, because he thinks pain is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like his father. Um, and over the course of the next five minutes, Bahadur the horse... Uh, so the mom takes the baby and puts it in a... Uh, like a bassinet, a, a bassinet outside, outside, outside of an orphanage. Which I assume is like, like a drop so you box. Drop off ba- yeah. <laughs> like a drop box for babies. <laughs> no, that's like a that's thing. probably true, yeah. That's a thing in, in South Korea. Yeah, it's just funny that you said it that way. Just, you know, like a drop No, box. there was a documentary called The Drop Box about mm. these, like, these places in South Korea where you can abandon your children. Well, hopefully it works better than the software program Dropbox, which I use at work and it sucks. <laughs> Anyway... I'm certain that's what it's called. Uh, and the mother, uh, she runs away. Bahadur picks up the baby in his mouth, not hurting the baby, but, like, grabbing it by um, the fabric, and then takes it over to a kindly baker's house. Um, <laughs> and the baker goes on to raise the boy in Damita Bachan. Yeah. Uh, the mom, she comes back after the, and the, and the after the fuzz has gotten away. And, and the baker and his wife, you know, they've been praying for yeah, they, they're a child. Yeah, they want a kid. Yeah, and so um, they feel like, you know... Yeah. God, the gods have given yeah. one. Uh, but when uh, Amitabh Bachchan's mom comes back, she finds that the baby's disappeared, and then she is struck, like, mute out of yeah. grief. And then she eventually just becomes, like, a poor person living in the city. Yeah, so this, this is, is like... all in the first 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely buck wild. And it doesn't slow down from there. Like, yeah. this, this movie just, like, drives... 
full speed ahead the yeah. entire time. I guess there's like the doctor gets like a medal from the British and also becomes the mayor. Basically, yeah. There's three guys who are all like villains, and I kind of got confused who they were because they all just have like the same haircut and gray hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a. Uh, it doesn't really matter. There is yeah, like they're a all very, just a bunch of bad guys. Yeah, but there is a very clear villain that you never that you never lose sight of yeah Jabisco yeah (laughs) Jabisco (laughs) Uh, so then flash forward I think 25 years yeah 25 yeah I think it's 26 in uh, Tufan that's made very clear in a letter but I think this is 25 and Amitabh Bakchan is a cool badass uh, rickshaw driver Mm -hmm. who's still not a rickshaw like a cart driver because he still has Bahadur and he has uh, a dog now named uh, Moti Moti Uh, yeah he has some trusty animal sidekicks yeah he's like a (laughs) Like a druid, kind of, who has, like, animal familiars. Yes. Um, and one day, he's out working the streets, and an old lady gets knocked over by a, like, 50s Chevrolet, which yeah. would not be around and in the And who's 40s. driving it? Uh, the old lady is his mother. He doesn't know he's, yeah. that's his mother. Uh, and who's driving it? Amrita Singh is driving it. Yeah. And not only does she knock the old lady over... Her her scarf gets like tangled up in the in the in the wheel, and she gets like dragged behind the car. And yeah. also, Jabisco is there, who's uh, Amrita Singh's bodyguard, I think. Yeah, because Amrita Singh, um, like she's she's the daughter of one of the villains, the mayor, basically. Yeah, the mayor. Yeah, and so she like immediately huge bitch just like I just ran yeah. over this lady don't care at all yeah and so Amritav Bachchan you know is obviously upset trying to help out this woman maybe they have a connection Amrita Singh sees Amitabh Bachchan and then decides to tie him up she puts on a vinyl cat suit and then she whips him yeah. like I, I kid you not this is like the most amazing meat cute I've ever seen she yeah. just like runs over an old woman drags her behind her car doesn't care and yeah. then uh, like ties up her the man trying to help her and whip him. And he has to get uh, Moti to sneak into the mansion and like undo his ropes. And the dog like sneaks in a very enjoyable way while getting whipped. Since he's immune to pain, basically yeah. he's just like, oh, this is funny. Uh, but he takes her out to he escapes mm-hmm. and then uh, and by this literally point, rubs salt in her wounds. Like yeah, like he uh, he throws her into a big pile of salt and then she's just like. I love this man. <laughs> yeah, and at this point, like, yeah, like, so Amri Singh is, you know, like, she's done a full 180, and and she doesn't want to whip this man anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now she wants to make love to him, which, I mean, maybe is the same thing for her. Which I, they do. I don't know. Which they do hilariously <laughs> inside of a hay pile. Yeah. With, like, a little door. <laughs> yeah, so she essentially, like, forces him to kidnap her, essentially. Yeah. And then she sings a very sexy song, and they, yeah, yeah. like, go into a haystack. Yeah. Uh, the madness continues from there. Oh, it's um, so mad. Eventually, there's a kind of concentration camp mm-hmm. and guards with skulls on their shirts, mm-hmm. uh, like they're in Masters of the Universe. Yeah. And Jabisco. Okay. I keep mentioning Jabisco, but I he's... think Jabisco has more costume changes than Amrita Singh. Yes. Uh, Jabisco. I don't. <laughs> he's think... always wearing animal print yeah. and mesh cutouts and leather. Lots of cutouts. I think Jabisco might. Let me check when that movie came out. I don't think you've seen this movie, but um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. Oh, okay. There's a character in Commando who uh, wears like a chainmail shirt for most of the movie. Mm. And um, in one of his best one-liners, 
uh, Arnie throws a knife in him and he gets stuck to a pipe and the pipe shoots out a bunch of air and and then Arnie's like, let off some steam. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I think maybe that's kind of what they were going for with that look. I have no idea, but um, I love Jabisco. Yeah. Uh, I've never, never heard a name like Jabisco. It's a, yeah. It's, he's my hero. They have amazing be, new, new naming technology in 1986. I'm going to dress up as him for Halloween. Like, I just... I mean, if I don't dress up as him, we just sing. Like, this is... Yeah. I think fans of, you know, the... Like people who have recently discovered Indian cinema through Triple R, yes. I think they should really like. This is Triple R, nineteen eighty-five. Seek, seek this film out because it has like, only it has one man and his dad later, but like yeah, one man with the strength of both of the guys from Triple R. Well, and his animal sidekicks. And his animal sidekicks. Yeah, so it doesn't have quite the like the dosty or the homoeroticism, the, the broiness that you have. Well, it's extremely broy in Triple R, but as it has the same kind of revenge plot, hatred for the British, and then also. So just like wild stuff happening yeah. every. Why don't you explain the scene minutes. that you called pure cinema? Oh my god! You could say is... you could say this, and people will not have any idea what you're talking about because it's such a, like a crazy ass thing that happens that you're not ruining anything. There, there are like it's just. Oh, Bennett! Ins- I think Bennett's the guy from Commando. It's just insanity after insanity. Like this, this film, this film is nonstop. It just delivers i guess it kind of in the second act like you know they, they sing, it slows down a little slows bit slows down a little bit they, but then uh, they get to the concentration camp with guys with yeah skulls on their shirts and yanking blood out of people and and um oh god there's like um some technology that's straight out of mission impossible mm-hmm, that they mm-hmm. have a lot of fun hijinks with but the scene four or five different face-offs the scene <laughs> that had me clapping with glee uh, like nothing else I've seen recently is, and, and it's very short. It's like, I don't know, maybe 20 seconds, less than a minute of, of this film. It felt like a year uh, of my life just was added to me. <laughs> but <laughs> at the climax, uh, things, things aren't going too well for our heroes, but in rides Moti. And I say ride yeah. because he is riding, he's driving. He's driving the cart. A horse-drawn carriage. Not with Bahadur, who no. is with Amitabh at this no, point. No, he's, uh, he's off helping Amitabh. Uh, and you see from a distance Moti driving the, the horse-drawn cart. Yeah, he's got, uh, the, he's got the reins in his teeth. Very clearly, like, it's some sort of, like... Puppet. Puppet or paper mache yeah. or, like... Just bouncing around, like, it weighs two pounds. Shot. <laughs> Anyways, when they when they get closer up, Moti, the actual dog actor, the, the real hero of the film, <laughs> jumps out of the carriage or the cart runs over to a small tank. There's, there's some very small tanks in this There's, home. like, two-man tanks, probably, like, eight of them. They mm-hmm. all explode. Well, now you're ruining it. He he puts, like, what appears to be a homemade bomb. Yeah, like, kind of like kind a... Of Molotov. It's kind of like a Molotov cocktail. Did he, he make throw it himself? It. He puts it under the tank. We're not entirely sure how he lights it. How did he make it? <laughs> it gets lit. And then Moti runs away. He lights it, by the way. Yeah, without, somehow without... he lights it. We don't yeah. know how. A he... dog. This is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> he runs away. Tank blows up. The blast kind of knocks Moti out. Yeah. Um, but then, obviously, Amitabh Bachchan runs over and, and Moti's right. fine. Brings him back to life. But it's just like Deus Ex Dog. Yes. <laughs> and I just... Deus Ex Dog. I, I was watching this and I was just like, this is exactly 
what Alfred Hitchcock meant when he yeah. said pure cinema. Forget North by Northwest. This is this is pure cinema. This is inventing new ways to dream. Yeah, like I honestly I could not even begin to get into all of the wackiness that is in this movie. I think. But my jaw was on the floor. Yeah. And I was having the time of my life. So. And, and I mean this in like, I think this movie knows exactly what it's doing. Yes. There are a lot of inside jokes. A lot of references to his other movies. Yeah. Specifically like saying the names of his films out loud. Yeah. There's a whole sequence where he does um, an Amar Akbar Anthony thing where he yeah. kind of emerges from Hi, I'm like, a, like a cake. It's great. Um, and Rita Singh obviously loses <laughs> loses it for that. Um, she's very horny for mm-hmm. Bach John throughout this film. Like it's just when people talk about the female gaze, I think this is that movie. <laughs> sure. Um, I think this film knows exactly what it's doing. So I don't yeah. think at any point I'm like making fun of this movie or laughing no, no, at it. I no. think the entire time this movie is just like we're gonna have the most fun you've ever had watching a movie, and like, we're gonna deliver that to you. And so it's just like it's just so. It's so engaging. It's mm-hmm. so over the top. I loved every minute of it. This is like one of my new favorite Bollywood movies. Well, easily one of my new favorite movies. Like this reminded me of a lot of things I watched in the eighties and nineties. I don't know if you've seen these films with the naked gun, Mm-mm. which are just like over the top parodies of like Lethal Weapon, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop, or Hot Shots one and two. No. Or um, just like parody movies from that time. There's one that's a. Uh, Parody of the Fugitive, Leslie Nielsen movies, basically, and it's just like, here's the the general outline of a regular Amitabh Bachchan movie. Yeah, like take it on their own. Maybe not Moti blowing up a tank, but like a lot of the things in this film are not inconceivable for an Amitabh Bachchan movie. It's just that like a hundred of them happen as opposed to like one or two, which is what you'd see in a normal one. It's just how amazingly condensed it is. And at three hours long, it doesn't feel it. It moves so quickly. So much happens. It's definitely like the greatest hits and also like winking at the camera. Like, I know you like this stuff. This is fun, right? Like it's a movie that's just designed to be entertaining and silly. Like it, you shouldn't take it seriously. Uh, the again, I mean, the British guys in this are basically like cartoon supervillains. It's not without a point. Like there is a whole scene where um, like the workers are building, are working on this um, this elaborate building, like this palace, and one yeah. of them falls off and dies. And yeah. you know, Bakhtin like there's a good they, song about it. Yeah, they sing a song about like workers' rights. So you know, it it it, it also still has those themes um, from other Bakhtin. But films. it's so condensed in that there's like this big palace that the mayor lives in and literally across the street's giant slum which they get mm-hmm. a tank and start blowing up like mm-hmm. it's it's like a it's like a comic book or a cartoon and I don't take that lightly maybe more of like an 80s cartoon yeah and it's great I mean I will if say you go like, into this wanting like a serious Bachan movie you're going to be disappointed but if you're going in just wanting to have a good time this is fantastic yeah I will say that like I was so distracted by all the thrills that I wasn't really caring about the plot like yeah. it, it's not a bad plot it's just it's very like it's straightforward you know he's gonna fall in love with the girl he mm-hmm. needs to reunite his family you know he he needs to find out the truth about his parentage and then like he's pitted against his dad like it's i mean it's a it's a good story yeah. but i think like it's just these incredible um set pieces throughout throughout the film and they're not all action though the action yeah. ones are certainly um some of the big ones 
um, that I will remember. But you know, there's there's, this, a kind there's of these funny funeral scene that's pretty affecting. Well, yeah, and like there's this funny thing when like he's he's stuck in the palace and he like is getting moti like moti comes in yeah. is doing like goofy dog well, I forgot tricks. that dog too um <laughs> amazing dog people know i love emery to sing and she's just yeah oozing sexuality here she's so good she's got some good dance numbers like if you and... told me that this was the horny scribblings of like amrita singh's character and like then he did this right <laughs> that's got, you know what it, it, i totally agree this kind of feels like romance like adventure romance fan fiction yeah um but in, in the best way possible yeah, like, i mean that with lots of love fan fiction it's just like Here's a here's a man who is essentially a genre unto himself. Yeah. And let's have him do all his movies together. It's just like it's just wish fulfillment and fantasy and it just and I loved every minute of it. Yeah. This movie rules. Um <laughs> I think you mentioned uh like how many people were sexually awakened by the Amrita Singh scene and Manish Mathur, the the Prince of Hearts himself. <laughs> said it was He said it was the mummy of its time. There, and yeah. I totally get that. Like yeah. hot people having an adventure and like just a rollicking good time and punching and you know explosions. Yeah, it is like the mummy from the nineties. Uh, well I just I'm sorry. They meet and then immediately she's tied him up. She's wearing a vinyl yeah, cast suit. Within she's, a minute and a half. She's whipping him like... This is not a subtle film. This is not subtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, then he's rubbing salt in her wounds and she Literally rubbing it. salts in her wounds. So, uh, I just got this movie confused with Brahmastra in my head, but like... I mean, he rubs the salt. Yeah. yeah. But he rubs the salt in Jamrisha Singh's wounds, which I guess he incurred on her somehow while during this whipping scene. But like... It no, is, it's when they're like um, running away. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of what I wanted Brahmastra to be like. Oh, okay. You wanted Brahmastra to be more like this. Yeah, like I kind of. We'll talk about Brahmastra at our end of the year episode, but like yeah. that was very serious. In addition to being silly, and I like more silly on top of my silly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... This movie slaps, it punches, it honks. I wish I had something more intelligent to say about it, but it's just like... I, I admire a movie that just so... Knows it's a ev- movie. Yeah, at every scene. Like, it's just... It's full of action. It's full of jokes. It's full of romance. It just... It wants to... It's full of... Like, it has a political message. <laughs> the political um, message is that uh, British people are literally Nazis, but yes. Yeah, and also that, like, slavery and <laughs> forced <bad>. labor is bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of quicksand in this movie. Pretty pivotal yeah. scenes with quicksand. Yeah, there's I... a guy who's basically like a gay gunslinger <laughs> who shows up in the second half um, who looks like he's like 40 years old. Uh, he probably was, but he's he's the younger son of the, and the again, bad guy. There is like face-swapping technology. Yeah, face-swapping. <laughs> or, uh, or, or like, really again, like mission... Yeah, yeah, Mission Impossible level like mask technology. It was presumably like 1944. And like they're collecting people's blood like yeah Yeah, like a hammer horror film (laughs) like we need to collect blood for the troops like do you even know what blood type these weird this thing is like this is wild you know Manish told me recently it's bright orange blood like in a hammer movie too Manish told me recently that he's really been enjoying our latest episodes and all the insight we've been providing on films I don't know if we have a lot of insight I feel really bad because this is just like 
So it was well, fun. I liked it. I had it. a really good time. It was good because I, I liked it. Yeah. Everyone to watch it. I really want to. I really want to have some people over and show this movie to them. I would love to see this in theaters. I'd love to see this. Can you even in a get crowd. the Maybe, I don't know. Because I just, I think watching this movie with a crowd of people would just be, like, the best time. It could almost be, like, a Rocky Horror type experience, too, where people just remember all the weird stuff that happens over the course of it. Yeah, yeah, because there is, like, a lot of, there's a lot of randomness. Yeah. Um, I really love the animal sidekicks. I yes. think, you know, Some I'm... Some of the best animals. Not quite a toughie, but toughie not, level. Well, Moti's great. Moti's like what a black lab, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Bahadur um, is the smartest horse I've ever seen in a film, and he physically fights probably ten people. Also, the special effects with <laughs> the two of them. It's it's obviously like someone has made horse legs and is just holding them over the head and like yeah. hitting people with them. But I mean, Moti's Moti's a pretty. I mean, <laughs> Moti bites a guy. Moti's a pretty like good dog actor. All that sneaking he yeah. has to do, it's like Moti's that's the, more the, that's the actual guy, dog. And then Bahadur. Uh, Badal is like the the brute of the team. Yeah. Um, there's a part where Amitabh crashes Bahadur through a plate glass window and then parks the uh, the cart in a pool while saving his dad from public humiliation. And then somehow they get it out again. And I was wondering like how there wasn't even steps. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if you like seeing British people get owned. Uh, this bald guy, this bald white guy in the movie, he's also into fun. Just anytime that guy gets lit up, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, and what I loved about this movie, especially with the humor, there isn't like a dumb guy whose job it is to say stupid shit. No. Like it's it's more the situations are inherently funny, and Amitabh is a very funny actor when he wants to be. Oh yeah, he he is incredible comic timing. Like there's whole there's this whole thing with the horse being in love with like a statue of the horse. Yeah. And, like I think the and he way he gets drunk and talks to the horse. Yeah, I think the way that. I mean, Tabachan like talks to the animal sidekicks. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of humor in there. I think like there's this whole thing where he like steals. Um, there's like cool clothes. Yeah, all these yeah. people are doing laundry, and he and like, sneaks in and steals a bag of clothes, <laughs> which turns out to be a tuxedo. Yeah, and then he well, and then he gets to go to his MRF or Anthony scene. Yeah. Um, like I think you don't need to farm out the comedy no. to like a Johnny Lever type. And I know we harp on Johnny Lever all the time. But the difference between a Johnny Weaver, Johnny Lever, and a Johnny Walker is that Johnny Walker generally has a character, while Johnny Lever mm-hmm. is always Johnny Lever. Yeah. Um, like, and it's you can almost like time it, like, oh, it's ten minutes, time for some dumb business mm-hmm. to for Johnny Lever to get stuck up in, and then the movie starts again. Whereas this, you just rely on the actor, Abhijit Bachchan, the best actor in the world, yeah, to just be funny, which he can do in addition to all the other things he's great at. Yeah, I think it's it's. It's a good call, and it's also really refreshing to kind of make the sidekicks animals. Um, but it does make me wonder, like, do you think this is a kids' movie? Would kids like this movie? Because it's also it's a step like up from Raj Kumar, but it's extremely horny. Yeah, like at times, I'm just like, oh, like this feels like a kids' movie, but then like it's pretty violent. It's very violent. Um, and and yeah, I think like it's very sexy and horny. Yeah. But I mean, The Mummy's also kind it, of a kid's movie. It's a and movie, that it's a, it's morning, a movie so. for cool children who are like 13, I guess. <laughs> I think kids would probably like this movie. I'm sure they would. They, and I, I yeah. think that a lot of that sexy stuff is probably going to go over, hopefully go over the head of your, like a 10 year Or it's just going to excite them. Or they'll, they'll be like, that's, that's okay. ah, uh, that, like that, that thing on TikTok where it's just like, see something and then 
uh, like a Xbox achievement pops up like new kink unlocked. Like what? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, core experience gained. Yeah, uh, this was great. We didn't know much about this movie going we in. Literally nothing, and it probably, <laughs> after that first 20 minute span, it's just like, I see what wavelength I'm supposed to be on for this movie. I was gonna like, be like, oh, this is another like serious revolutionary film. Like, nope. This is one of the best kind of experiences I think we have on this show, where we have very little expectations for a movie. Mm -hmm. We just kind of pick it because it's available. <laughs> we have to watch it. It's the only um, one. And I mean that's part of why why this series is fun because we do just kind of pick the films that are available and then we end up having just an amazing experience. So yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to watching this again. If you haven't seen it, I hope I, I'm sure we didn't ruin it for you. There's so much going on. In this movie. Yeah, and you're not you're honestly not there for the plot. Even though there's a, there's a lot of plot, you're there for the vibes, and the vibes are immaculate. <laughs> And on that note, I think it's interval time. What are we listening to, Matt? So our song for this episode is Will You Marry Me from Mard. Yeah, this is the one that um, Emrita sings to Amitabh Bachchan because she's completely fallen for him. And he's uh, like, no, no, and, no, no, thank you. And You're a weird psycho. They're like the BDSM relationship that the two of them are developing. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> This episode of Bullieders for Lovers is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you are calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online, anytime and on any device, making it easy for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. Welcome to Super Typical Megabank. How can we disappoint you today? Hi, I'd like to open an account. May I pressure you into considering a pro-disadvantage, high-regret, impersonal, everyday inconvenience savings plan with added compounded confusion at no additional discount or apology? It's one of our top disappointers. I feel so... Disappointed? Yeah. Another unsatisfied customer. Next! If your bank makes you feel like this, it's time you talk to us. Connect First Credit Union. Bank on a brighter future. So that was Will You Marry Me from Mard. Uh, next up, we watched uh, Tufan from 1989, right? Yes, not to be confused with the film that came out last year. Yeah, the, the boxing, boxing movie, movie, which was pretty good, but I think yeah, Tufan okay. is, uh, this one is probably better. Yeah. So uh, this was directed by Ketan Desai, son of Man Monohan Desai, who mm -hmm. made Mard and so many of the great, like, 70s movies. Mm -hmm. So... Interesting to see him kind of riffing off of his dad. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in doing, like, an episode on Manmohan Desai now. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen a few of them. Yeah, I, I, I think it would just be, it would, I think it could be fun to do, to do an episode devoted to, to some of his films. He's a very because, populist guy. Yeah, I think, I think we just had such a good time with, with Mart. I and I think Ketan Desai only made, like, three movies, so... It didn't really work out too well for him. But uh, so uh, Tufan stars Amitabh Bachchan and Amitabh Bachchan <laughs> yeah. in a double role. Uh, Meenakshi Sashardi, Amrita Singh again, Farooq Sheikh, Kamal Kapoor again, 
uh, Zarina Wahab, Sushmith Seth, and your your favorite guy and mine. Well, my second favorite guy, I guess. Pran. <laughs> Everyone loves Pran. As soon as he came on screen, you were like, is that Pran? I love Pran. Let me check to see if that's Pran. It's Pran. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love a good Pran. Mm-hmm. This one did about average at the box office. So not quite the smash of Mard, but I thought it was pretty fun. This one, I think, is probably more of a kid's movie, although also pretty violent. Yeah, I think this one, it it has a lot going for it for a while, and then it just kind of, I think, loses steam. It's a, so, it's a double role movie, and I feel like the part at which they switch, which always happens, yeah. happens too late. Yeah, it happens way too late, and it just... It's like think, three quarters of the movie's done, and then they're switching? That I, should have happened earlier. I think the second act drags a bit. There's, like, a, um, a devotional song that, mm-hmm. like, was really testing my patience. Uh, it picks up in the end. I mean, I still enjoyed it, but... That's always the enjoyment of a du- double role, is the part at which, like, they switch. Because mm-hmm. it always happens, and then you get that kind of fish-out-of-water thing, and it's usually pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, so, like, this... There's a lot going on in this plot. Uh, there's a lot of side characters. A lot Start of, with prom. A lot of hijinks. Um, but just kind of, basically, there are uh, two sisters. They're both pregnant. Uh, they kind of go into labor. They end up at the hospital at the same time. One of them loses their child. The other one has twins, but passes away. Yeah, she falls down the stairs and has her kids, whereas the other one, she does not have her yeah. child. And so the fathers make the decision that... With the help of the doctor, who's like, you know what, doctor, you could probably share these kids. Uh, that uh, the the woman who lost her child, but she doesn't know it, the mother who lost her child, but she doesn't know it, she's going to take one of the babies, and then... The, the father of both of them is going to raise one, and they're going to raise one. And I guess they and never it, hung out after. Yeah, and then they don't <laughs> appear to, like, because they are sisters, right? I'm not misremembering that I they're sisters. I think that they're sisters, or maybe that they were, like, friends enough that they would consider themselves sisters. But I think you're right. I think they are sisters. I guess the two, Pran and um, the other mother, probably not that close. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's just because then they, like, grow up without... Ever meeting each other. Without ever meeting each other. Um, the plot synopsis for this on Wikipedia is way less detailed well, than for Mart, so I cannot confirm that the, that the women are sisters, no. but I interpreted them as, like, sisters. Yeah, I think, I, I think they are. Yeah. Uh, so then, obviously, well, before before they grow up completely... Who are the, what are the dad's jobs? 26 years later, um, we get kind of a, a an insight when they're, like, I don't know, like, 10 or 8 or something. And one of them... Uh, their dad is a cop. Yeah, that's going to be Tufan. <laughs> Tufan's dad is a cop, and he kind of discovers... Played by Pron. Played by Pron. Uh, and he discovers kind of a conspiracy theory uh, about some gold. He discovers who's like the, some of the cops are in on the take. Dakowitz uh, are involved. And Dakowitz are involved, and who's really responsible. He writes it down on a chalkboard, but before... <laughs> Like share this information, uh, he is killed, and um, young Amitabh Bachchan has the chalkboard, but some of the names are erased. Two and very so specific he, names, very important names on this chalkboard yeah. have been erased. He's able to whip this chalkboard out at a moment's notice. Keeps it on him yeah. all times. So he grows up to be the vigil anti Tufan. He has a crossbow, and he's committed to kind of like bringing his dad to justice. And he's a vigilante who's given a crossbow literally by Hanuman himself. Mm-hmm. He goes to Hanuman. Temple and is like basically adopted. Yeah. And he 
Uh, because of his name, Tufan, there's always like a bunch of wind around him yeah. too. Yeah. Which you think would make it hard to shoot a crossbow, but he doesn't seem to be a problem. So the name, the movie's named after him, but I actually think uh, Cheyenne. Cheyenne is a far more interesting character. Cheyenne is not really a good name for a movie, though. Because his dad is a magician, mm-hmm. and he worships his dad and his dad's, you know, tricks. And one day when performing uh, a stunt, he gets locked into, he, he kind of gets like all chained up and then put in a trunk through, and it's all locked, thrown into the sea. And, you know, he's going to escape and it's going to be amazing. Well, he doesn't. <laughs> this is one of those they, situations where it's like, he's the world's greatest escape artist. Except for this one time when he died. <laughs> he gets pulled out. They open up the trunk. He's dead in, He's dead inside. Like, he's actually inside the trunk dead. Not like, I'm I dead thought inside. for sure there would be, like, um, some sort of skullduggery involving that. But this never comes up again. He just screwed up the trick and he died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and Cheyenne vows that one day he will do this trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, much to his mother's dismay because his mother, you know, like does not want her son to be a magician like like his father because obviously it's led to his dad's death but yeah. he grows up to be a magician he has some amazing tricks you know, it's not like, like a disco dancer where like <laughs> after one family member dies and you become afraid of electric guitars it's no, not like no. I, I'm attracted it's to like, the danger his, so two fonts goal in life avenge his father find um, the corrupt cops and Sings and, and, and Dakowitz and Shyam's mission in life is to perfect this magic trick. Yeah, and also get laid. <laughs> uh, He's a player. He, uh, I think the Shyam part of the movie is a lot more fun. Again, like you see some fun like magic show tricks where it's like turns into a ball, yeah. or and he like has a whole adventure with a snake. There's, like, a snake charmer well, in town who loses her snake. Yeah, and he's tied to his bed by his mom so he doesn't go do magic. Yeah. Which so, also, like, is result in a weird kink for people watching. Yeah. Like, oh, my mom tied me to my bed, so I can't do magic anymore. Uh, he also has an encounter with uh, Amrita Singh, who's, mm-hmm. like, a very sassy pickpocket here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that the Cheyenne part of the movie is full of a lot more hijinks. And the movie really forgets about two fun for a good chunk of it so i think like maybe the movie knows that cheyenne is a much more interesting and fun yeah. character and eventually they do switch and yeah cheyenne eventually to be, pretend like, to be too fun yeah eventually their lives um cross people think that cheyenne is too fun and too fun is cheyenne and then like the friend of cheyenne uh, loses right. his arms. Yeah, Cheyenne's best uh, friend gets his arms cut off yeah, and then get, thrown in a well. He gets caught up with the Dakowitz that Tufan is after. So Just like really every, brutal for that one guy. Everything comes together, but it's like, it's a deeply, deeply silly movie throughout. And I just, I had fun. I just didn't have as much fun. Yeah, this one, I feel like the weirdness was also intentional, but not mm-hmm. like self-aware. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of silly things happen in this movie. The guy gets his arms cut off and then he gets thrown in a well. Yeah. And there's an extended sequence. I'm sure the song had come out by then, but, like, it's ripping off that song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Yeah. Um, That scene goes on for a year. Yeah. As Um, is the devotional song. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I can't say any of the the music really wowed me, but... uh, there's, like, a good dance number that's at, like, a wedding. Yeah, and there's a subplot about how the Snake Charmer's sort of tribe doesn't want uh, Amitabh to marry her. Yeah. Because she's married off to a different guy. And, you know, that's pretty classic. But everyone's wearing these crazy Snake Charmer outfits. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's 
It's fine. It is a fine Amitabh Bachchan movie, but compared to Mard, which we watched like right before, yeah. it just doesn't hold a candle. I don't think this is going to be one that we revisit. I don't mm-hmm. think. Other than the amazing trick of Amitabh Bachchan turning into a ball. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I um, mentioned it so many times. <laughs> yeah. there's. It's, it's really like his magician is just like... Um, okay, so it's just it's, like it's movie magic, basically. Every time Bajan is on screen, and then it cuts, and then there's a giant ball with like every time Bajan like image His on it. His clothes colors, colors, or... and then it cuts again. And it's yeah, I mean that I fair, am if laughing I, at. If I saw that at a magic show, I would be pretty impressed. He turned into a ball, just like Samus from the Metroid games. <laughs> yeah, that one I am laughing at. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean it's fine. I, it's certainly an enjoyable movie. It's just we've seen a lot of how do, how movies do you think, like this. How do you think Shyam compares to other magicians we've seen in Bollywood movies? So there's Bobo, Bobo, Bobo in the magician, XD Dian, um, and uh, Amir Khan in Doom Three, and Ethan in Guzarish. Ethan in Guzarish, yeah, because he invents euthanasia. Um, well, I don't think that's why he's a. Magician. He's a stage magician until he gets his back broken. Yeah, and then he's um, then he's a podcaster. No, just like a radio he's guy. Like a radio guy. I don't think podcasts <laughs> have been invented yet. Um, I mean, Cheyenne, it kind of seems like he's a podcaster. He has like the podcaster vibe, and it's that classic like podcaster boyfriend, e girl girlfriend. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so Ashwarya uh, Rai. I'm gonna say that Cheyenne is the most like he's is having the most fun as a magician in all these movies. Did I yeah. miss any? Well, and the funny thing is, like, sure, stage magician, that's fine. Mother won't let you be a stage magician because <laughs> your dad died doing an impossible trick. Now we're now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> that's a very funny setup. And, yeah, he's he's charming. And then Tufan is just, like, the Punisher, basically, except with a crossbow. Yeah. And he's not he's not that exciting. Uh, he keeps getting tricked into fighting various Dakowitz, and he eventually... Yeah. It would have been very funny. This does not happen in the movie. But if Tufan had to do a magic trick... Yeah. That seems like a missed opportunity. I don't think they have a lot of fun um, with like with them having to sit, to switch. Oh. Well, there's only like 15 minutes left in the movie by the time they do. Okay. There is an Amitabh Bachchan film where he is a magician out to stop another magician. Yeah, Jadugar. Yeah. Played by Amrish Puri. I wanted to see that one, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, because uh, Akshay Kalidasan uh, online told me that it would make a good double bill with Tufan. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would like to see that one. I feel like, yeah, Bollywood movies are a lot more inured to the idea of stage magicians. You don't really see that a lot in Hollywood films, even mm-hmm. from that time. Oh, and it's also 1989. Yeah. So. Yeah. I maybe, guess 1988. We'll, we'll do a whole episode on And it stage also magicians. has Amrita Singh in Prawn. I guess 1989 was a. We didn't talk about Prawn. Okay. Um, he's not in it that much. He's not in it that much, but he makes a, an impression. And I kind of wish he was around. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there was him and then, what, Shatrugan Sinha was the other guy in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it's like they found these guys who are good as, like, villains or allies of Amitabh Bachchan. Mm-hmm. Who are just, like, kind of cranky old guys who can stand up to Amitabh's sort of magnetism. And I love them both. Mm-hmm. And I wish there was more guys like that now. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can just throw in a movie. Uh, Irfan was good at that. He was good in, uh, like, uh, Gunde, for instance, where you got, like, a cranky old cop who's got to mm-hmm. take care of our young strapping heroes. Like, mm-hmm. that's a prawn role. And we don't really have anyone like that now, unfortunately. 
I'd really like maybe, to see maybe Pankaj Tripathi is kind of that. I'd really like to see like a like a supercut of Amitabh Bachchan and Prawn scenes, where Prawn is played by the Prawn. <laughs> yeah, from that that Muppet Prawn. I mean, I it's was. It's a very it's a very niche joke, but I would I would enjoy it. My even more niche joke was I was going to start a TikTok account. And then do the the corn song with the kid who loves corn, but it's prawn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is a big lump with knobs. And does he have the juice? You know it. He's got the juice. Yeah. And that'll be him making out with various ladies. Because he's, like, kind of an adventure hero, too. He's just, like, 20 years older than Amitabh Bachchan. <laughs> yeah, I want a movie about prawn. <laughs> Should we be doing a prawn episode? Yeah. I feel like he... I feel like a lot of what we've, we've seen him in, he's a... He's a secondary character. He's a supporting mm-hmm. character. So we need to we need to we need to find the best prawn starring roles and then see if they're available. Yeah, because um, like, but he was in three hundred and sixty two films. So yeah, do you want to do every year of prawn? The prawn cast. Because uh, it starts in nineteen forty. The prawn cast. Uh, <laughs> that will be an impossible task. <laughs> Never be able to watch half of those movies, basically. Yeah. But uh, yeah. No, I, I like prawn too. I just I think. I, you get so excited, and I. I just, I, like I just like that that kind of guy is a movie star. Yeah. Because otherwise, he would just be, uh, like, uh, nowadays he would be like a corrupt uh, sports government official or a cop or something. But in this, he's just like a kind of like sixty-year-old man of action. Well, he's like he's like late period Sean Connery, where it's just like, yeah, this guy's probably too old to be betting ladies and getting in fights, but he does it anyway, and it doesn't matter. It would be interesting to see like his movies from the fifties. Yeah, I want to see in the forties in his prime. Yeah, prime prawn. Yeah, but you know that is something that um, he had a he had like I, a graceful landing. Like he found a oh, niche. all the way to the two thousand. Yeah, he found a niche being in Amitabh Bachchan movies as like a, a, a reluctant ally or yeah. a cool older figure. Yeah, um, I that is something I really love about Bollywood movies. Is you know as much as we joke about you know some of these actors. Um, playing roles that they're like way too old for. Yeah, Amitabh is like forty um, years old by the time he's in this movie. Oh, by the way, but he's I, supposed to be twenty-seven. I do appreciate kind of the love for um, for the stars and, and and the actors in the industry. And so you know, like it was emotional watching Rishi Kapoor's last film. Yeah. Um, it. I, I like that these actors have had very long careers and that they still you know, are in the limelight because they get respect. It makes me so sad when I see kind of the last performances of Hollywood stars. Like Val Kilmer, right? Like someone who was a matinee idol and obviously had some bad stuff happen to him. And it was really nice seeing him in the new Top Gun movie. Like, okay, they found a way to work him in and let like the other important guy in the Top Gun movie, like, let's that, get him back. And it's a it's a good way to do that, but you almost never see it. That's a that one's a bit more complicated because of um the surgery that felt like because of what happened to Belcomer's yeah. vocal cords. Um and his and his throat. I think it's like I don't I don't know the specifics, but like he can't But I, I like I thought that was nice. And that's the um, sort of thing you would see in a Bollywood movie where they would bring in an older star and like maybe they're not gonna do that much, but it's just like, yeah, we appreciate you and we liked you in yeah. all your old movies and let's give you a nicer send off. It just yeah, it just feels like I don't know, at least from my perspective, I there are so many classic stars who, you know, um, as the years went on, you know, they 
they do less and less interesting films, less and less important films, or just like straight to video stuff, or like or really in a genre called hag exploitation, which yeah. is about like, oh, well, what if old ladies were scary? Right? And that's what I was going to say is like, they that's the thing that I like when it comes to the actors in Bollywood. However, the actresses, yeah, they, they don't, don't really think get the same are as treat, treated as but, well. Yeah. I mean, Amrita Singh yeah. is like Ratnapathak Shah. Yeah, yeah. So we are seeing that with some of the some of the actresses. They yeah. get to be a cop on TV. Yeah. Or again, like I, I am happy that Amrita Singh. You know that we see her in in movies. Like we see her in a lot of contemporary films, often with Tiger Shroff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not always movies I like, and I. Kind and she was of... in Hindi Medium. She was good in that. Was yeah. she the principal? Yeah. yeah. And she was, you know, as much as I, even though I didn't like the film, I thought she had a really interesting role in Budla. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I like that, you know, because she took a huge break from acting when she was married. And, That's the and, problem. And like, and you you kind of get forgotten. Well, exactly. And I think it's a, it's a big shame the way actresses give up their careers. And so I'm happy that, you know, she, that, that we're seeing her in movies again and I but she's not in even though movies the, like prawn even though the entire time that we've been watching Bollywood movies she's been back but it's just when we go back and we see these older films with her it makes me so sad that there's like this big chunk it's just so good Chamele Kishadi I love Chamele yeah. Kishadi um, one of my favorites but yeah she's not in 300 movies like prawn right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah you yeah it's but then again like Hollywood actresses I don't even think they really even like, they don't do the get married, have kids thing, and leave. They just leave after 15 years. They're just done. Yeah. So, same difference. Yeah, I just, yeah, I like that, I don't know, there seems to be a respect for for older actors. There's but. a respect for the craft, and, like, a lot of the movies just assume that you've seen other movies. Yeah. Mart assumes that you've seen every other Amitabh Bacha movie. But, I mean, I think we should also say that we're looking at this from the outside in. Yeah. I think there's a certain rose-colored glasses and greener grass Yeah, we're um, cherry-picking, like, the better stuff here. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I just want to, I want to put that big asterisk on our perspective. These are, these perceptions and these assumptions probably don't completely hold up yeah. uh, when we look at it. Anyway, enough of this bummer stuff. <laughs> these two movies, Mart is... Great. Instant classic. Too yeah. fun? Fun. Mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon? Sure. Throw on Too Man Fun. Manmohan Desai. Manmohan Desai. We'll do an episode on Man Also Man. directed Cooley. So. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to check that one out. I mean, it's a very... It's awesome impor- Bernie's favorite, so... And it's a very important movie in, like, Bollywood history, too. Yes. Just because of what happened on it. And, yeah, we saw the remake, so we might as well... No, we saw the, the remake of Cooley number one. And oh, then we the saw Cooley number one. one. Yeah. But in the Govinda <laughs> one, they did mention... Yeah. Yeah, on my top. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a part of a Cooley cinematic universe. The CCU. <laughs> I think the number one universe is maybe more of a cinematic universe than, than the Cooleys are, but... Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, but enough of this bummer stuff. What, what's next? Um, before we wrap up this episode, because uh, I assume people stop listening once we start doing... I mean, they're obviously up. not leaving us reviews. So. Uh, I uh, recently uh, appeared on It Pod to Be You with Manish Mather. He finally got me to watch The Graduate, a movie I had never seen before. Your, your biggest blind spot. It was my biggest blind spot. Uh, and I'm really glad I caught up with it. So go over to the It Pod to Be You feed. Look in your... The, listen to the that episode. for this episode. Yeah, listen to that episode and every other episode that Manish has done because uh, we we love Manish Download so, them so multiple times. Let's get those numbers up. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's it's October next month, so Ooh. we are going to be doing Hindi Horror Halloween. Uh, we're for for this Hindi Horror Halloween, we are going to be looking at three horror movies that are remakes of. Hollywood horror movies. You found a real so, like, murderer's row of movies here. Yeah. So we have the remake of What Lies Beneath. Sure. We have the remake of I Know What You Did Last Summer. And we have the remake of Child's Play. And this puppet. I, oh, I, am, I am honestly more scared of it than Chucky. It looks really like stupid, but in a way that freaks me out. Okay. All right. Um, so that'll be out in two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people cook the show? At Bollywood Pod, at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S, at Aaron E. Fraser, Tumblr.com slash Bollywood for Lovers, Facebook.com slash Bollywood for Lovers. Please rate and review us. Tell us how much you like Moti more than Tuffy. Yeah. We want to get a little rivalry going. Uh, you also have another podcast with Paul Mawichuk called Trash Art the Movies. What did you just do? Uh, we did movies about um, people shooting piano players. Uh, One of your so. very specific uh, matchups, like Jewish kids that go to private school and now... And have to shooting, pretend not to be Jewish. Yeah, yeah, people shooting piano players or trying to shoot piano players. Yeah, so we did uh, Truffaut shoot the piano player and... Uh, grand Piano, which is a Damien Chazelle script. It makes sense. Who he's knew? he's very into people having to play instruments under pressure. Yes! So. Yes! Did yes! You, wait, did you not mention that on the episode? I no, we do. Okay, yeah. It's like, once you said that, like, oh, that makes sense. He made Whiplash. I totally, yeah. get, I totally get it. Uh, spoiler, I like Grand Piano more. Slower. Wow. I don't like Whiplash. Uh, we want to give a big thank you to Becca Dalkey for our mm-hmm. artwork. And to Tuffy for being the best dog. Well, I don't know. Moti is a... Tuffy hasn't blown anything up, so... That we know of. But he is imbued with the power of Krishna himself. He blew up our hearts. He did. <laughs> he blew up our hearts <laughs> and our brains. 